Hello, welcome back to Monocycle with Leandra Medine, presented to you by Man Repeller. I'm the anterior Leandra Medine, and you're listening to Monocycle. Did I sound really confident when I said that? No? Okay, let's try again. Welcome to Monocycle. It's a cat of pods. It's a podcast by me and and Man Repeller. Thank you. Bye. Terrible, right? Hi, welcome back. <clears throat> hey, welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast brought to you by Man Repeller, hosted by me, Leandra Medine. Today we're going to talk about, you guessed it, confidence. Anyway, so the reason I'm thinking about confidence right now is because um, I have been running a business. Well, technically, Man Repeller has been around for five years, but I think that Man Repeller has only been a business for about two years. I started hiring people two years ago. Um, human capital management became a very big thing after I started hiring those people. And beyond that, I'm responsible to make sure that the quality of the, these people's lives is is good, is strong, that everyone's happy. And that is a lot of weight on a person's back. And it's very, very easy to lose your confidence in the blunders of decisions that are made. And so I've been thinking a lot about how to build confidence through difficult decisions that may or may not pull you back a couple steps before they can throw you forward. The first thing that comes to mind for me when discussing confidence is trying to really get down to the meaning of the word. Like, what is confidence? What is real confidence? I'm not talking about that, that like, manufactured bullshit, that pompous arrogance of like, oh, I think I'm so good at things, blah, 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 because ultimately that's motivated by insecurity, right? Real confidence comes from this very authentic sense of give no fucks. I love what I'm doing. I love who I am. I love the people around me, and I'm just going to march to the beat of my own keyboard. The first thing any business book will tell you will be do not make a decision while you're in panic mode or crisis mode, right? It's... Uh, to me, what that's a metaphor for is don't make a decision while your confidence is in the gutter. The reason this is also interesting to me is because I find vulnerability to be a very, very strong and important character trait. I think that you you make some of the best decisions when you're feeling really vulnerable. A lack of confidence and vulnerability seem to go hand in hand with one another. And it's really true that one does infer the other. Often when you're not feeling confident, you start to feel very vulnerable. The thing that most people don't realize is that you can hold on to the vulnerability past the point of a lack of confidence. And the way to do that is by the really simple practice of journaling, right? When my dad was diagnosed with cancer three years ago, I remember feeling really vulnerable, but in like a very, very special way. Like I had never felt so lucid or clear before. It's like all of my priorities were so clearly set in place. The things that were important to me were so big in my mind and the things that were not, which I thought were important, 
fell totally by the wayside. And it was such a unique time for me. And I remember just writing and writing and writing and putting things down on paper because I needed to remember the important things. Because the minute things are okay again, it's so easy to revert back to your old habits. You know, they say old habits die hard. This is why, right? So, so journaling helped for me. That's how I maintained my vulnerability. And I see myself falling back into bouts of vulnerability now with my business every time I lose confidence, every time I make a bad decision, whether that's like hiring a person who's just not right for the company and feeling like I, I failed in that way. Or anytime I find that an employee is not happy and I feel like that's me failing as a leader or in the event that our page views would be, would be down or engagement on a story would be low. These are all agents that cause your confidence or my confidence at least to dwindle. And as a result of that lack of confidence, I start to feel really vulnerable and my ears get a little bit bigger and I'm I'm more receptive to advice and the things that people want to tell me and I want to talk to more people and I want to hear what they have to say and I feel a little bit more impressed by people who are doing things in the same space that I am and these are all really really important character traits that you need to take with you through like the peaks of success because without paying attention to the things happening around you without keeping your ears open so wide and, and letting things in and and stopping yourself from getting caught up in your own, in like the celebrity you're building in your mind is the only way that you'll be able to grow successfully, right? Okay, so now you're thinking, uh, I get it, Leandra, hold on to the vulnerability, that doesn't really solve the problem of what do you do when you're feeling a lack of confidence, right? Um, the only thing I could say to you is don't throw your hands in the air and wave the white flag. You have to power through it, continue making decisions. Don't make small ones, make important ones. Ask yourself, what's the next right move? And then do that. And then when you get there, ask yourself again, what's the next right move? If you think about it, it's like we have this tendency to create these huge mountains in our minds of tasks and duties and problems. Everything can be broken down to a very simple to-do list. You, you just you close your eyes and you say to yourself, what do I need to do right now? It's 1 p.m. I, I want to have... I want to have this story done by 2 p.m., so what is the next right move to make sure that I hit that deadline? So confidence is sort of a tricky topic because beyond just feeling confidence in the workplace, there's the very real pressure of feeling confidence based on physical attributes or emotional attributes. And it all really boils down to one thing, which is your relationship with yourself. You you have to be your biggest cheerleader because if you're not, no one else will be except for your mom. But she doesn't live in your head. It just doesn't work that way. And maybe your mom's not your biggest cheerleader. Some moms fucking suck. So you, you make, you make the, you do the next right thing. And then what you'll notice is that as you continue to do right things, your confidence starts building back up. You're like, oh, see, I can do this. It's sort of like when you wake up in the middle of the night in like a sweating pants because you had an anxiety dream. And the only thing that's going to feed the anxiety is continuing to lay down and let your mind spiral. I find that the anxiety almost immediately withers the minute like I get up and start moving my legs, like I brush my teeth, I'll go to my computer, I'll answer some emails or start writing something and then everything just starts to calm down right like these are the things that quell your nerves and then also sort of help 
your confidence levels spike. And so it's this sort of like setting small goals that you know that you can achieve so that they'll give you the confidence. That's not false confidence. It might feel like false confidence because you knew that you'd be able to achieve the things, but it is very real. And then it's sort of, it's like a spiral effect. The same way that you can spiral out of control in the opposite direction and think like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do it all. Like that's not good for anyone. The point is training yourself out of that negative spiral and forcing yourself into the positive spiral, which is really helpful for me, too, because I find that I throw myself into the negative spiral really frequently. And the reason this is sort of refreshing to articulate and say is because if you're capable of spiraling negatively, you can obviously it's like you can obviously spiral positively, right? It's like the spending habits are in place. All you need is to change what you're spending on, you know? A really interesting question, I think, to ask would be, is confidence compartmentalizable, right? Like, can you be confident at work but feel really terrible about yourself at home? And this is this is something that comes up for me all the time because, like, I feel pretty confident in my ability to make a decision. I feel really confident in my voice. I feel great about what I'm doing. But then I go home and I there's like a very profound lack of confidence in the bedroom where I'm supposed to be having children and I'm failing. So you must be thinking the same thing that I'm thinking, which is, okay, now what? Like what happens when it dips? And I happen to be in like a fairly low place right now. I'm feeling like shit about myself if I'm being really honest. It's been a it's been a tough couple of weeks at work. I'm kind of tired. Um, I'm still not pregnant. I don't really like what I see when I look in the mirror right now. And I that's probably why I wanted to have this conversation is because I wanted it to be a meditation on figuring my own shit out. I think that th- it really boils down to sitting down with a notebook, which is something that I'm doing, and weighing the pros and cons of my day, of my life. Because that's the other thing is like fundamentally nothing's wrong, right? Like I'm healthy. My parents are healthy. My husband's healthy. All of the things that are important, all the ducks are in a row, you know? And so writing down all of the positives of my life, all the things that are making me happy right now, and then all of the negatives and then circling the negatives, well, discarding the ones that aren't actually important. Like if I'm putting I feel fat on the negative side of my tally, I'm self-aware enough to know that that's not a problem I should actually be dealing with. That's a symptom of a larger problem. And hopefully that problem is on the tally, right? And so I'm making this negative tally. I'm circling the ones that are the most important. I'm discarding the ones that I'm aware enough to know don't deserve space on the tally. And then I'm working through them. I'm starting to create solutions. I'm writing up notebook pages of here are my solutions for this problem and here are my solutions for that problem and I'm just acting. Activity is the response to a lack of confidence. Just do. Just be. Throw yourself into it. What are you so afraid of? Like why why do I feel paralysis when I open my inbox or when I get on the phone, right? Just do the things that feel hard and slowly they start to become easier. It's like working out, right? You can't get through the the 25 burpees on the first day when you haven't worked out in the past two months. But then by week number three, you're doing like 50 burpees, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, me personally, no, burpees, not my thing. But like, I could say that for jump squats. Just think of it all as exercise, because that's the other thing is like, this is all a metaphor for muscle. And like, 
you don't run out of space on your muscles, right? They just grow. Like the more you work, the harder you work, the better they get. It's the same thing with anything else. Just keep that in mind. Don't listen to the voices. I know they sound like they're real, but they're not. They're fucking liars. They're trying to trick you. They're tricking you into submission, and I won't stand for it. So take out your goddamn notebook and start writing. You hear me? And then when you're done writing, you have just one thing to do before you start acting. And that is give us a five-star rating on iTunes, goddammit. I love you so much. Like, so much.